0: Nation's foremost NBA draft expert. Yeah, you. I, can, I like, I, I genuinely feel like I couldn't let you leave without talking about the draft because I legit, legit don't think maybe it's like you and like Kevin O'Connor. There's not many people who know this much about what's going on with the draft and the prospects coming up. I know nothing. (laughs) Like I know less than nothing. So I'm not going to have you tell me anything that's too in depth, but if I were to know one or two like really important things about either players going into the draft or how this draft is going to play out, what I should be looking for, like give me a couple of spicy nuggets, things to look for so that when I go watch the draft and I'm on Twitter, trying to sound smart, I can say something cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, I definitely really appreciate the kind words and I will send you your $2 check on Venmo. Uh,
0: <laughs> Thank you. In
1: exchange for your services of this ringing endorsement. Um, <laughs> one podcast down, uh, the rest of America to go out and convince. Uh, exactly. I... I think that from a big picture, people are talking about this class being uh, very weak. And that's, uh, I think, a bad take. Um, There's a ton of the guys in this class who I think can be consummate professionals and role players. Some guys who who are really going to be contributors as soon as next season. You know, some NBA-ready guys. There's not a clear number one and realistically the whole five is the whole top five is like kind of murky and there's not really, I don't know. There's not really consensus like lottery. And then like, like there are most years where it's like, these are the 14 best guys.
0: Right. That's yeah. not this
1: year by any stretch, but there are some, yeah, there are some guys who are going to be very, very good for a very long time. Um, and I think that it's, it's short-sighted to be like, Oh, like this draft is so bad. I mean, Part of the reason why I know so much about this class I think is because it's been the longest offseason ever we've just had so, hard, so much more time to study these guys. I mean right you know, I think usually I'll probably interview a dozen fifteen prospects this year I've interviewed probably close to 40 of yeah, that's a couple hundred guys and there's only really a hundred eligible draft guys for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think that you know on Aww. a granular level like, I can give like a ton of <laughs> ton of details about all these guys. I mean rumors i've heard from front office i mean there's there's one player who teams don't want him to go to a certain city because they're concerned about his habits at strip clubs
0: always fair and it's atlanta okay it's atlanta. got it
1: that's, mm-hmm. that's specifically the it is the hot right. um well,
0: it's either atlanta in america it's either atlanta or tampa bay and there's no basketball down there so we go right back up
1: didn't know that about tampa we'll keep yeah. that in mind that's um,
0: magic mike bro
1: i thought it was atlanta and Houston.
0: well houston too but i'm just saying tampa is uh that's the magic mike place so that's how i know it so that's just my own perspective as a as an expert white woman on strip clubs
1: i got you um well houston has no draft pick so it was uh, was atlanta um (laughs) you know there there's there's a lot of granular details about certain guys character certain guys past certain guys um energy and vibe that like I think I'm, I'm like really happy to like explore, but from a, from a big picture, big picture perspective, I think you hear this a lot is like the Anthony Bennett draft was so bad. Right. And there wasn't right. a favorite in that pick either. That's why Bennett went one. Oladipo ended up going two, but Gobert and Giannis were also both in that class. They were just right. the first round. I mean, Jokic, second round pick, Jimmy Butler second round pick. Like I do fully believe that there are guys like that. that would get selected in the second round of this year's class. Um,
0: but there's more likely to be those like early round, uh, early first round busts because of the way that this draft is set up, where it's like you're going to have to do your research like you you did. The GMs are gonna to have to do their research on a more granular level. They're gonna be looking for a lot of things that aren't obvious. When there's not obvious top three, four, five guys, you're opening yourself up to being more likely to bust, but also more likely to find the diamond in the rough, right?
1: Right, and that's why, I don't know, there there are just certain guys who you're starting to, when you learn more about them, uh, you you're, it's just not surprising that they're starting to rise in the process. Um, one guy who comes to mind for me is uh, Tyrell Terry. He, he went to Stanford, was the one and done guy. No, nothing crazy from a stats perspective. Um, really, really great free throw percentage. Um, really good three-point percentage, too. Decent playmaking. Small, like small, slight you know, slight frame. Um, But, you know, I interviewed him for a one and done kid. His maturity is through the roof. I mean, most of these one and done kids are cockier than all can be. Like I am the best basketball player since Kevin Durant and I will be surpassing him next season. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of a lot of what the one and done players mentalities are. And, you know, I think he had a lot more self-awareness. He didn't, he didn't have that same kind of hype machine through ESPN and and the mixtape culture of instagram so he didn't have that ego to him several nba teams administer a basketball iq test which is kind of cool basically they give you uh, an ipad and you have to make the right read you know like, like a quarterback would where it's like what's the right right here and um he broke the record uh for for players ever uh to ever do that
0: Wow, wait—that's crazy! I first of all, I didn't know about this test. Secondly, that see—that's the exact type of nugget I need. Like now, yeah. Tyrell Terry is going to be stuck in my head. Yeah,
1: and I actually was the one who broke that news, uh, and I was really, really uh, happy to do that because when I spoke to him, you could tell that he had a really great knowledge of the game. Yeah, I mean, when he was talking about player comparisons, he brought up Mark Price from the Cavaliers in the nineties. You know, he was—he was talking about
0: oh shit, you know, yeah, that's of, wild.
1: Yeah, you know, a bunch of cerebral guys, and um, he's added oh, like over twenty pounds of muscle. Uh he's like 6'3, like 180 now. Um still- where
0: did he go to college? Stanford. Okay.
1: Really smart kid. Like
0: Pac 12 represent. Yeah, that's like so he's like the Richard Sherman of the NBA. Like this could be the next like great Nearly
1: as cocky or or like me. Mainly- well,
0: that's the thing about Richard Sherman. He is a shit talker. But he's not necessarily like he's actually like an excellent person off the field. Like, if you talk to him, he would be the same way. Yeah. Very thoughtful, very That's intelligent, cool. very I like.
1: Well, with Tyrell, he did seem a little bit more submissive compared, com- comparatively, where like,
0: no, like he's not going to be yelling on the court. He's not going to be shit talking Lembro I
1: interviewed Isaiah Stewart, um, okay. who's somebody I think the Boston Celtics should be looking at. He was, he was so angry. So angry. <laughs> like, he, he was the Gatorade Mr. Basketball USA.
0: Okay. He was yeah.
1: yeah. In football. Um, yep. Like the top high school player in the country last right. year. Uh, went to Washington. Uh, poor choice. The Huskies finished last in the Pac 12. He went from being a consensus top 10 pick to like fringe first rounder, maybe early second round.
0: He, I don't think I should ever go to Washington. I think I that's think a good I mean, lesson.
1: Yeah. As somebody who didn't get into Washington, I don't think anybody should ever. Yeah, go to Washington. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I talked to him, and he was just like he was like, people must have forgotten who Isaiah Stewart was. Like he's quoted himself in third person.
0: Like <laughs> oh, he, third person.
1: He was like he was like, you know, people have been ducking me my whole life. like he they're lucky they didn't have team workouts because if they had team workouts, like I would have cooked these people like in one on one. He was like, there are guys who you know, were scheduled to play against me and they just backed out at the last second because. Um, they didn't want to get exposed. Like there are guys, you know, ranked ahead of me on mock drafts and big boards who I've just been better than my whole life. So it's like, you know, there there are dudes like that who you have talk to and like, like he was the kind of guy who after I interviewed him, I was like, I'm gonna move him 20 or so spots up my big board out of fear of him printing this out and finding me in a locker room in three years and being like, I'm an all-star now, you asshole. You know, like He's
0: like I won I won the uh, MVP at the All-Star game because this one dude was has been on my bulletin board for three years. And calls you out and then oh. you're, you're that guy
1: quite literally i was like if there's if there was a summer league this year which i don't think there's going to be yeah well, it's not summer you know pre-basketball <laughs> uh for basketball. let's get
0: into semantics that's what we were, should really be doing right now yeah
1: if there were a summer like this year i was like this guy's going to go out and just be so angry that Pete, that he's been slipping in mock drafts he's going to murder people like he's going to be the summer like mvp like that's I've been to he, it. That's when against rookies. So you know, when he, if you were to go against NBA talent, he's he's six foot nine is a big man, so he's a little bit undersized, a little bit um, massive wingspan and stature, um, standing reach. You know, all all those test really well, but he's not going kind to of be able to just be bigger than fools the same way he was in high school and college. So
0: I relate to that energy. Like I'm not a third person person, but I am a. As soon as people get on my shit, I'm like behind the scenes shit talking right like I'm not I'm not necessarily gonna do it out there but I relate to the energy of like these losers think they're better than me like what you know like I like that vibe I think it'll get players far you do have to be on the right team though I think
1: Boston would be a great team for him though sure
0: because there are enough like there's enough Jalen Browns and Kemba Walkers on that team that like and Marcus Smart to put you on their place that you're you're good. Hit, they would like level him off just to the point where he needs to be without breaking the fiery part.
1: Yeah, but I I was just like, you know, these rookies should be scared to play this guy next year. Like, I'm into it. Like he's very good.
0: Uh, Great. So now, wait, so now you've given me, so Tyrell Terry and Isaiah Stewart. Yeah our two players, I will now be able to like, look for, remember, recognize my listeners will know and recognize them going into the draft. Like that's, that's like already got me more excited to watch the draft because I didn't have any contact yeah. and going, if you're not an NBA nerd, going through the research oh. on players you've never heard of can be super boring, but like having it having a player explained to you by someone who's talked to them and like has this insight is so much more interesting. And that's not me trying to patronize you. It's genuinely a much better way to learn about these players when you are a more casual fan.
1: I'll give you, I'll give you a third um, in terms of just guys who I think are going to prove some people wrong in terms of like why, like I don't know why they're a little bit lower because Tyrell Terry has continued to go go up. I said Stewart's gone down. Cassius Stanley at of Duke is somebody who, I think should be talked about as a much better prospect than he is. Um, he went to Sierra Canyon, you know, yeah. in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Drake and Kim Kardashian were at his games. I mean, now he gra- he graduated, but um, you know, Ronnie Jam, Zaire Wade, both at Sierra Canyon, but also B.J. Boston and Zaire Williams, who are both you know future lottery picks as well. Uh, Marvin Bagley went to Sierra Canyon. It's been a breeding ground for right NBA talent you know for that's gear.
0: one thing I do know but it's only because I live in LA <laughs>
1: so I mean I when I was living in LA um I guess I haven't lived in LA in three or four years but I'd heard about Sierra Canyon or I'd heard about Cassius Stanley at Sierra Canyon okay gotcha uh, when I was you know when I was living in LA when he was in high school so he was on my radar um he ended up going to Duke this year first week there he breaks the um also he's a two-time state champion at Sierra Canyon First Break at Duke, he breaks the record for highest vertical leap ever recorded for Duke basketball. Uh, the previous winner of that was Zion Williamson, so he's able to jump higher than Zion Williamson. Is
0: he as tall as Zion? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh,
1: well, Zion's actually shorter than we think. Zion's 6'6, six six, so um,
0: uh, he's one of those, yeah. Cassius is
1: 6'5. Um, uh, okay, so you more so, like
0: breaking the record for a high for jumping that high when you're like eight inches shorter than the tallest person who's ever played for that team is wild.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, Cassius is same, same height as Zion, basically different body type, but same height. Um, He, uh, he, he shot like 50% from the corner threes, uh, like 44% from three off the catch. Um, Just a maniac in transition, like in the open court, you know, a fast break, like his, his slam dunks are just, like just truly poster-esque every single time. So you can literally fly like Zach Levine. Um, I talked to him. He was like the first interview I did in this class. Cause I've been, I've been on this like, why mock drafts, including catcher Stanley for, for a long time. Cause all the stats are there. All of his that there. And he's like considered mid second round. Um, so it's not that people think he's not in me either. he's like second round for some reason. Um, I talked to him and I was like, yeah, what are some of your goals? Like outside of basketball? He's like, yeah, I'm trying to be the commissioner of the NBA. Like, Fuck yeah! So like his his goals have long been, you know, amazing. He's got a great head for the game, and I'm just like athleticism's there. He's got a decent shooting touch because he shot fifty percent from three on the corner, fifty percent off catch. You know, both those things are more of what you're going to be used in the NBA than just breaking someone down off the dribble. So he's not necessarily someone who's going to be breaking you down off the dribble and ISO like James Harden, but he is somebody who is going to make an impact, I think, and as somebody who's. A very exciting player to watch, and somebody who I don't know why um, if they're not getting more shine. And just as an LA guy, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him uh, because you know he's I think he's got an X in the lineage of LA basketball, um, and I think that um, he's 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 just somebody who I who I really uh, root for. Um, I I understand I don't understand why Casher Stanley is not getting more more buzz even now
0: it might be just because of what you you've talked about it's just like this is like the, po- the off season has been so long there mm-hmm. wasn't march madness like I there's so much that's going into th- that going into this nba draft is like we've got our minds and our eyes on so much other stuff in the nba it's just crazy that the nba season just ended like normally by now we would have been – the season would have been done for months and we would no, have been focusing be on, on these guys. At this point. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, Yeah, you're right because yeah. it would have started, yeah, regular uh, season So, like, yeah, it's just it's never, just such a
1: – Yeah, and being a one-and-done guy, he never got that highlight circuit of March Madness. Uh, never, I
0: know, which – that's another thing. I forget these guys didn't even have the tournament. Like, like
1: you know, in football, like at least you've had previous bowl games, right? Uh, these guys have never – like, they never – Right, uh, the March Madness excitement. Right, And, you know, right. he, he played for Duke, so he would have been on national television. He would have had a couple highlights.
0: Yeah, we would have not, we just, yeah, we would and have known so is, much more about him the through is, the yeah, tournament. Exactly.
1: And being at Duke, he was a little hidden because Duke has so many great players every year. Yeah. Um,
0: that's and, why I like that you brought him up, though, because that's, not, again, like, I, there, some of this, some of these players are people we would have been hearing about people be like, you gotta watch out for Cassius because blah blah blah. But we haven't heard that because there is if you're if you're not the best player on Duke or the best player on Kentucky or whatever, people probably haven't even heard your name in nine months. And that's if you pay attention to college basketball. Yeah. He's you know. Also, I think he's also just
1: like NBA ready too. Like Drake was at his games in high school, man. Like Drake Kanye West was what was at his games in high school. Like he's yeah, he's been in this, he's been in this, like. But he doesn't have the same ego that a lot of the top top guys have because he wasn't been he hasn't been hyped in that same way.
0: Um. So we don't have another Tyler hero on our hands.
1: Uh. In terms of in terms of white boys ego. Uh. <laughs> there's there's some Tyler heroes in this draft, but I don't know. We don't
0: have to. We don't have to call them by name. But who oh boy, yeah. that was a. Uh, He's a real journey, like discovering what Tyler Hero was about for me as like a casual NBA fan, like Yo, catching up on that was a real experience.
1: I have absolutely no problem with Tyler Hero because he's not faking the funk. Like he is truly about that life. Oh,
0: no, no, no. That That's the thing is like that yeah. makes me like I, it's definitely always better when it's authentic. But also his personality is hilarious and like in a way where I'm laughing at you not with you you know
1: you say authentic authentic is the name of the uh the horse of the minority or of the computer.
0: oh yeah that's right yes of course I tried to slip that in for you okay. we're always trying yeah I'm trying to pump that up but like I just yeah. I find I find him to be the next great NBA meme and learning like like going through that Instagram going through these like the, I I went on a journey figuring yeah, you know, out Tyler is not kidding no, that's fine. And that's fine by me. The more authentic, the better, because it's fucking hilarious. And
1: Jimmy Butler oh. for him, like he really like Jimmy Butler like thinks he's really cool.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's again, that's like not that's not really an endorsement for Tyler Hero. Like that's true. If Jimmy Butler thinks you're a good basketball player, boom. If he thinks you're really cool, like I'm not sure how like I think Jimmy Butler's hilarious and cool. I love that he wears cowboys boots and listens to like Weird music and, and country music, and like does his own weird thing. Like, but I think that you have to be very specifically Jimmy Butler to pull off being the eccentric weirdo. Yeah, that's overly confident.
1: Did you um? Did you read that interview where Tyler Hero was talking about how his dad was like, "Yo, you got to stop hanging out with Jimmy Butler and bad <laughs> influence on you." And no. Tyler Hero was like, "Fuck off, Dad! This guy's the best. Like, he's helping me become an NBA star."
0: i mean he is like that i guess that's not a lie i i really knew nothing about him and now i know too much about him so whatever whatever works but you see his- i have a feeling that like tyler hero's the bad influence on other people i just don't get the sense that he's like the nice guy in the room that's being taken over by these big personalities like he's fully in it
1: he's a character on euphoria i think
0: yeah i've never seen euphoria but i know enough about it to believe that that makes sense
1: Yeah. You see
0: his drop outfit? Yeah, dude. I've I, I want to tell you I went on a full-on deep dive. Like his outfits, his style, his girlfriend, all of it. I know all of it now because he's like um a very he's a very good internet character as well. You know, he's like a good person to be following online.
1: I yeah, I believe in him. I think he's gonna he's he's ready, he's ready. He's ready for his life.
0: All right. Well, Thanks for um, chatting this along with me. It went much longer than anticipated as per usual, but it was really good. Mm. I feel much more prepared for the NBA draft. I feel like I've purged some of my NFL demons by talking about a sport that's much more happy and less sick with pandemic than the one I cover. So I appreciate you giving me that chance to highlight my day. My
1: pleasure, I appreciate you having me. Uh, spreading the good word of basketball uh, to, to your coaches. To